Hi, everyone. Before we get started on today's episode, we'd just like to hear a quick word from our sponsor. Hair by Escandalo and The Other Side are sister businesses that work together to provide everything from awesome haircuts and colors to waxing services, facials, makeup, lash extensions, and nails. The salon offers a wide array of talented specialty stylists and offers virtual consultations before your color appointments to ensure you get what you're expecting. The Other Side is a boutique spa and clothing store featuring jewelry from different artists all over the country and curated upcycled fashion. None of their services or clothing are gendered, so everyone can feel safe and included from start to finish. Want an appointment? Visit their website, escandalohair.com, or on Instagram, at escandalohair, for the online booking link. 10% off your services if you mention But What Do We Know podcasts. Thank you so much to Escandalo, and let's get on with today's episode. everybody welcome to episode 138 i'm marissa and i'm here tonight with a very special guest co-host hello um guys this is like our most exotic episode ever you're exotic louisa my god thank you you're welcome so our <laughs> special guest co-host is louisa de pompo yeah. coming in hot from Australia yeah except it's not hot here at the moment <laughs> oh yeah it's winter there but like still yeah yeah it's still probably like our winter is the equivalent of some people's summers so <laughs> I was gonna say it probably is hot actually I'm I was giving myself a pep talk I'm like don't say anything stupid in American no do it uh, no I don't want to it's sound crazy dorky. it's crazy to like hear the American accent like in real time which is a dumb thing to say no it's not and I'm always scared because I'm an accent echoer (laughs) and I'm like great look forward to it (laughs) no it's bad it's bad so okay let's clear that what time is it there now for everybody Um, so it's 8 40 p.m what time do you go to bed um normally about 10 ish so okay, I won't keep you bad. up past your bedtime. It's oh, it's fine. Okay, I I know. I just I know how it is. If I'm up past my bedtime, I'm like a cranky bitch. Not that well, I think you're gonna be a cranky bitch, but no. I mean, I'm always cranky, but I'm I'm like halfway <laughs> through binging the latest season of Stranger Things as well. So is it so good? So good. I've done like five episodes today. I yeah. only watched season one, but I like am tempted to just watch this season because it looks so cool. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe how crazy it is. 
And everybody's outfits are so cute. Yeah, I know. I need to. Maybe I'll do that. With all the spare time that everybody has. With all this, <clears throat> all this spare time ever. Um, it is. It's six thirty here in the morning, mm-hmm. and it is. Yeah, it's actually not so bad. I don't know. I'm an early morning person, so I like it. But so what's up? What's going on? What's new? Uh, I don't know. Everything's new. We were really lucky a few weeks ago. We got a new prime minister. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully our country is going to be a little bit better off, but we'll wait and see. Yeah. Um, And we went to a cabaret last night at this, like, (gasps) dinner and a show place. Oh, my God, that's cool. Um, It was really cool. And they had, like, it's called Dracula's. They had, like, themed cocktails and things. So I love that. It's been pretty good. What about you? Good. Busy wedding stuff Mm, so exciting I I know and (laughs) I was like I was thinking about this because I'm like will we like she she probably doesn't think I'm actually sending her an invitation but I sent you one I did and I I said I was like gonna send a stamp and I'm like she's not gonna use a stamp Marissa (laughs) what is she gonna do with it one of our stamps on an envelope so but love it forever forever (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like wedding stuff um I'm having a pretty quiet weekend this weekend which is nice Mm -hmm. and yeah not I don't know not too much yeah there's enough you know yeah I can't believe we're already in June it's insane like this year has gone so quickly it's absolutely insane and I need to get in shape fast (laughs) For this wedding. Not worth it. I said that for my wedding. And then I was like, mm, fuck it. I just like potato too much. So. It's so uh, good. It was fine. I got I Chinese like, I just, food. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Was it good? No. It was It was not worth it. It was not worth it. Yeah. I never think it's worth it after I eat it. But at the That's time. So disappointing. I know. But at yeah. the time, it was a great idea. But whatever. Mm, that's how I feel with KSC. You know, I never got on the KFC board. Okay. But I, I do like it. You know, I do like their mashed potatoes. Yeah. See, I, I mean, I've obviously never been to America. So I don't know yeah, I've never like been there. to Australia. Yeah, but our KFC in Australia definitely tastes different to the KFC really? in the UK. Yeah. Really? And like, it's so much better here. So it'd be interesting to see, like, the difference. It probably tastes like shit in comparison here. Because <laughs> everything here tastes the same. No. No, I mean, it does in America. But... Yeah, like, terrible wars and stuff. I mean, I think we have <laughs> Europe to blame for that. <laughs> true, true. America just has FOMO when it comes to war. Yeah, we have some serious <laughs> FOMO. <laughs> Did anything exciting happen? Like in your, I like to talk about sometimes news things, and nothing news related. I don't think has happened here. Did anything happen exciting over there? Um, I don't think so. I'm just trying to think. I'm not really allowed to watch the news because I get too personally affected. Oh, I know. Uh, and I yell at the TV and I cry. Um, mm-hmm. but I watched the news last night with my mom. But we've just had, like, Reconciliation Week here in Australia. So it's, like, a week Indigenous Australians. 
Um, so there's just been a heap of stuff about that in the news the past week, which has been super interesting. Because mm. um, probably very similar to American history, like what's been done to the Aussies is just. It's fucked. like not nice. Yeah. No, it's so bad. So yeah. I've had a whole week of like living on a little like soapbox. <laughs> yes. I love being on a soapbox sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I think my students are sick of hearing me be like, it's just stupid. We're all stupid. We're all stupid. (laughs) So, wait, Louisa, tell us, I didn't even say, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, tell us, you know, what you do. Um, I don't know, just whatever you want to tell us. Yeah. Um, So, yes, I'm a high school teacher. I teach drama and English, mainly drama. um, And that's basically my whole life. (laughs) That's a lot. I know. My husband and I live in Brisbane in Australia, in Queensland. Um, But, yeah, I also am, like, in charge of well-being for all of grade eight. So I have, like, 340 kids in my year level. Um, And life is very hard these days when you're 13. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, But, yeah, I really don't do much apart from work and listen to podcasts. (laughs) I think that's all of us. Like, yeah. we just work and, like, that's it. That's enough. Ah, oh, it is. No one said adulting was going to be so gross. No. So, wait, I didn't know you were a drama teacher. Do you – are you mm. into musicals? Because I'm into musicals. I know. Weren't you supposed to do Cinderella? <laughs> I was supposed to do Cinderella, and then we didn't and got yeah. cancelled. Mm. I'm into musicals. I can't sing or dance to save my life. Um, I mean, I can dance if I'm really drunk. But, no, um, I, yeah, I can't sing. So I like watching them, but I'm not allowed to be in them because no one wants to see that. <laughs> I would love to see it, personally. Mm, I don't you know, probably I would. need a few cocktails. <laughs> I would love it. Do you have a favorite? I mean, I, oh, I mean my favorite's Hamilton. Mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think, like, more of an OG would have to be, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Do you want to know a fun fact? I've never seen that. Marissa. I know that's what everyone says. Oh, girl, you've got to. I know. I know some of the songs from it, but I've never actually Mm. seen the full thing. Oh, it's so good. And, like, when you watch it, the guy who plays, like, the lead, who's a transvestite, is also the voice of Nigel Thornberry in The Wild Thornberries. Isn't it Tim Curry? It's Tim Curry, yeah. So it's really fun to watch him walking around in, like, a corset and undies and being like, oh, it's. The dad. <laughs> dad. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. I love that show. Oh my god. What's your favorite musical? Um, I love Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yeah, that's so good. That's one of my favorites of all time. I love it, yeah. and I feel like people get that make those two shows mixed up, but I've only seen one of them, so. <laughs> Yes. No, they're both brilliant. So I guess we'll just. Did you cry this week? So tell me why, 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 why do you cry? Tell me why, why, why do you cry? Oh, I pushed you to the brink in your car or by the kitchen sink. Tell me why. Yeah, so I've been I've been thinking about this. Yes. So brink of tears, good good cry, I guess. Um, cry. We took a group of students this week to see Nine to Five, the musical. Yeah. Um, 
but I still had to teach for like the first half of the day and I don't wear makeup to school but my yeah. mom's always taught me if you go to the theatre you've got to wear makeup you got to look nice yeah but my year 10 boys walked into class so they're about 15 or 16 years old um and the first one said what the fuck is that shit on your face miss <gasps> Um, and then the other two boys were like, you don't need to wear that crap to school, miss. Like, you just look better without it. And they weren't trying to be nice. Yeah. They were trying to tell me I looked like shit, but I was also like, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you. What about you? I was actually also thinking about this, and I don't think I cried this week. Well done. I know. I was so exciting. Really proud of myself. But yeah, no, I don't think I cried. There's nothing. I mean, just like your normal TikTok tearing up kind of stuff. You know, it's like. Yeah. I I did get a little upset about the topic that I'm doing. Like, I got a little, Mm -hmm. uh, a little, it's a sad one. And I'm like, I was doing the topic and I was researching it. And I'm like, Louise is going to punch me in the face because this one's sad. Probably not. Is it dead kids? There is a dead kid. Yeah, fair call. Yeah. Yeah. So. Eh. That's normally sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad, but it's, well, it's extra sad, I should say. Okay, I'm back. I'm so sorry. Hey, no, that's fine. Do you have a dog? No, we, um, could we rent? So we got uh, pets. We want a dog, but. <gasps> We can't decide, like, if when we own a house, we both want different dogs. So we'll probably run end up getting one. <laughs> Get both. I mean, yeah, probably. Or maybe a cat, because then, like, there's so much less maintenance. They're very self-sufficient. Mm. What kind of dog would you want? See, I want either a pug or a chihuahua. Um, but my... <laughs> My husband said that he wants a dog that isn't embarrassing to walk. <laughs> so he wants like a boxer or something like that. I mean, I love all of those. Yeah. So you can get all of them, I think. I think maybe we should. We'll just have like a little like puppy house. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that for you as if I'm like living <laughs> with you. I'm like, I think that would be a great thing Fine. to do. When you come over and visit, you can play with all my puppies. No lie, we were just talking about that. We're like, we want to go to Australia. I'm scared yeah. of your bugs, though, so. Oh, you'll be fine. The They're bugs are not that, that bad. bad. Good. They're not. Good. When um, my husband's Welsh, and when I first started dating him, he was, even though we have, like, protector screens over all the windows, yeah. He was so scared of bugs coming in that he used to sleep with, like, the window closed in, like, the dead of summer. Um, so I used to, like, get up in the middle of the night and drive back to my house because it was, like, <laughs> too hot to have sleepovers at his house. Oh, God, I would die. <laughs> yeah, I'd, like, wait till he fall, he'd fall asleep and just sneak out. <laughs> yeah, I could not handle that. Um, but, no, I'll protect you from the bugs. Okay, thank you. Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, well, so do you want to start our topics? Let's do it. Um, so I thought I would go with an Australian one. Um, yes. And this one is uh, about a woman called Alison Baden-Clay okay. um, and her husband. Um, so it was in 2012 in April in Brisbane. Um, and... She so they were like a married couple, they had three kids, perfect life together. Yeah. And one day she just didn't return home from her morning walk. 
Um, but it was only like 7 a.m. in the morning and she went oh, for God. a walk at like 5 a.m. And it was really weird that like he called straight away and reported yeah. her missing to the police. So like, mm, okay, mate. That's a little bit um, much, yeah. Yeah, like he was just sus from like the get-go. Um, so yeah, they immediately began looking for her. They did like 10 days of um exploration because she lived near like a national park but yeah so she went missing 10 day search and then at the end of the 10 days a kayaker found her like washed up on a bank um like 11 kilometers from where she lived she was born in 1968 and she was the second of three children um and she met her husband when they were working at flight center so that's like a travel agency okay okay um yeah, so they she was in human resources and he was there as like a sales guy oh. or whatever. Yeah, so a little bit of like office romance. Love office um, romance. Yeah. And so they got married in 97. So yeah, he was a couple of years younger than her. So oof, hello cougar. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's an oddball. He was born in England and then he lived in Zimbabwe. And then moved to Australia when he was ten. Yeah, so he's a bit of like a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, And you might, all you Americans will enjoy this one. He was the great grandson of um, the Boy Scouts of America founder Robert Baden Powell. The Boy Scouts. Yeah. So he, in essence, should be a good guy. But spoiler alert. He's a cunt. Yeah. So, <laughs> we hate uh, him. <laughs> we hate him. Um, so, yeah, they got married. They actually moved to England for a few years and then came back to Australia and had their three daughters. I couldn't get, like, any information on the girls. Um, and in all the photos and stuff, they're still blurred out. Yeah. Because um, they were really young when this happened. So they'd still probably, they'd only be just of age if, they even would be yet um which is really sad like it really is so little from the moment that she uh was reported missing um police knew that there was like something weird about it just because of like I said he reported it so quickly right. and when they turned up he had like scratches on his face and his neck Aww. um yeah, and uh, he tried to say that, like, they were from, like, shaving and things like that, and they were like, no, it was very obvious, like, nail marks. Yeah, I think that's um, a totally different scratch, like. Yeah, and I looked up photos when I was doing research, and they're, like, mm-hmm. full on, like, it looks like he's been clawed, like, Ooh. it's not a razor cut. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. Um. And so a postmortem failed to determine a cause of death for her, but it was not, like, natural causes. They were like, no, she's definitely been murdered. We don't know how because she was so decomposed from being in the water. Um, mm. But they're like, someone's done something to her. Um yeah, so uh, a forensic pathologist, yeah, believed that she did not die from natural causes. Um, and when they were in court, the Crown said that uh, she died at the hands of her husband, who was the last person to see her alive. Mm. 
which is always like suspicious and I always feel bad because you know it's like oh the husband did it but like mm-hmm. there's yet to be a case where he has where it's not like yeah usually that's the person that they look to first for good reason because it's mm. usually that person you know and especially like when they're the last people to see them yes um it's like well you know what what could have happened between that time like how did you not know where they were right like if gareth goes somewhere and i don't know where he is like that boy is in so much trouble so (laughs) i know where cliff is at all times even if he's like in a different state i'm like oh yeah well he's probably like playing pinball or something i don't know (laughs) doing something weird but you know you know that about your significant other yeah totally so he liked to put on appearances and liked people to believe that they were like a middle class family, that he was a devoted husband and a loving mm-hmm. father and like, you know, picture perfect. Um, his standing in the community and how the community viewed him were really important to him. So he was yeah. really worried about how people looked at them. Um, they did live in like a pretty like posh suburb in Queensland, uh, in yeah. Brisbane. Um, but to be fair, there's a lot of freaking posh suburbs around here. I'm sure. Uh, everyone thinks they're richer than they are. Um, but yeah, he was in crazy financial debt um, and owed money to heaps of friends. And um, they ended up both working at a real estate agent together. And then him okay. and two partners bought their own. And it got to a point where he wasn't allowed to like sign any checks for the business because he'd put them in so much debt um and then it gets better oh god so in 2007 um he had a client come through his estate company called uh tony McHugh, and uh soon she was taken on as an agent as well um she was married and had uh two kids i believe and they began an affair together in 2008. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. so about four years before he killed his wife, he started an affair with this woman. Um, she left her marriage of 17 years, and he kept saying that he couldn't leave Allison because they had kids and she had depression and it wouldn't be fair and all this sort of stuff. So he stayed in the relationship but had the affair on top. Like, that's going to be so much better for her mental health. Yeah. To just well, have an especially, no yeah, and then she finds out, of course, because they always do. Yeah. Um. So not only then did she make him, like, break off the relationship, but she also made him fire the girl he was having an affair with. Heck, yeah. And, like, I feel bad for her because I'm like, yeah. well, he said he was leaving his wife and she left her husband True. and then she loses her job. But also, like, you knew he was married, so it's your own fault. Yeah, it's like a double-edged sword. I think either way you – um, I do – I, you know, as soon as I was like, heck, yeah, fire her, I was like, oh, actually, that's kind of shitty. Like, she lost yeah. – she gave up everything and he yeah. – but, I mean – and but you also know that he's married. It's a whole – yeah. such – and that's it. Like, I always feel bad when you find out, like, they were having affairs and the other woman didn't know. Yeah. But, like, when they know, I'm like, I just, what did you expect? Yeah, what did like, you think was going to happen? And then if you get married, like, what do you think 
they're going to do. Oh, you'd never be able to trust them. No. It's never going to be a sustainable relationship. I know. I think about that all the time. Like, that's just weird. Yeah. And it's actually so funny because, like, obviously they're kids. But, like, when I talk to some of my, like, senior girls and they're like, yeah, I broke up with him because he cheated on me. And then he dated the girl he cheated on me with. Now he's cheated on her. (laughs) And I'm like, I feel sorry for you because you're like 16 and you're having to learn this so young. But way he's too young, yeah. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it happens all the time. They date the new girl and then they cheat on her too. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're all as stupid as each other. Yeah, it's 100% true. <laughs> oh. Um. So. Uh, so he said when he was interviewed that um, his wife, Alison, was looking at his phone calls and text messages. And so four months later, he reconnected with the woman he was having the affair with and he communicated with her on email through a fake account he created. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, they were going through marriage counselling and the couple had actually attended a session three days before her disappearance. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, so, uh, his version of what happened the last night was that he and Alison had been up watching TV after the kids went to bed and she started asking him questions about his affair, which was something that was suggested by the marriage counsellor, but he said he didn't want to hear it. So he got the shits and went to bed, woke up the next day and she just never came back from her walk. Um, Wait, I gotta stop you really quick. But did you say he got the shits? Yeah, it's like getting cranky. Which sorry, okay. <laughs> no, that's it was because I'm like, oh my god, he got the shits like diarrhea. No, I and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got really bad diarrhea and was like, fuck you, bitch, I'm going to bed. <laughs> sorry, that was like a very ignorant American moment. But I'm like, no, oh, no he got the shits. I didn't I even like think that of that. I like that way better. But I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I say it all the time. I'm like, Ugh, why that. do you have the shits with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he got the shits all over the couch, and he's like, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> that's how. That's how nervous he was about the affair. He was just <laughs> shitting himself. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so he got tired of the questioning, went to bed. Um, he claimed that he got up and she was gone. He called the police. Um, and the police, yeah, were skeptical of him. Mm. Um, when the officers arrived, an older man had turned up and was putting a vacuum cleaner in the back of his car. And they found out later it was Jared's dad and that Jared had cleaned the house prior to the police coming over. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they also, like, later on when they went through his computer history, his most recent search that morning had been right to remain silent. (sighs) Why would you search that? Like... That always blows my mind, too, when it's like they went through their search history and found this, this, and this, and it's like, just don't search it. Right, just figure it out. Yeah, like, Naturally. if you need to 
search something, you clearly are not capable of committing that crime. No. Anyway, so, yes, right to remain silent. Um, And, yeah, when all her friends found out, they automatically were like, you need to look at Jared. Like, Mm -hmm. they were like, they did not live this perfect life. He's a prick. Like, we don't feel comfortable with what he's saying. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, throughout the 10-day search, he was, you know, the picture of a grieving worried husband mm-hmm. um but he was still in contact with the woman he was having an affair with um and also he found out the day before she went missing that his wife and the woman he was having an affair with were both going to be at the same real estate conference on the day she went missing <laughs> no yeah um So he told the woman of the affair or oh, I told the police that our affair was off, like that we're not currently seeing each other, that I ended it like months ago. Make sure you tell them that. And when he called her, she was in the middle of a police interview. Um, yeah. And she's like, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, no. She's like, I'm going to tell them the truth, mate. Like, yeah. nice try. Right. Oh, men are just so dumb. No offense, any men listening. But, but like, I think most men or any men that are listening to this would agree that they're also dumb. Yes. Yes. So. so they also had a witness, so not a witness of, like, the crime, but um, a woman called Melissa Roman, and um, she had been involved in a real estate deal with Jared's office. Um, after the business deal, Jared tried to get her to come and work for him, and when she said no, he then made her an offer to help him find someone to kill his wife. And what? <laughs> I know. And when she asked why, he just never answered and changed the topic. How do you get back yeah. from that? Like, how do you change that? <laughs> hey, do you want to come work for me? No, thanks. Okay, cool. Do you want to help me kill my wife? Yeah. Why? Oh, just kidding. Oh, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Love no jokes. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> so as always uh once she was being autopsied he tried to collect her life insurance um so she had two life insurances um so one was eight hundred thousand australian dollars and one was nine hundred thousand australian dollars so close to two million dollars but thank god um her parents were eventually granted like the estate um and they put it all in trusts for her daughters good so that's a bit of a silver lining yeah so their theory was that allison fought for her life leaving behind uh those gouge marks on his face and in the end um he caused her death um her friend described allison as soft and gentle um and on that night she fought like hell leaving evidence behind to make sure that he wouldn't get away from it yeah. Uh, away with it and everyone just said she wouldn't leave her kids like she had three no. daughters um I always feel like that's one of the most compelling things like a mother would not leave their children exactly like not I'm no sorry. but yeah if they're, in, if they're in a stable state of mind like they wouldn't consciously make that decision no you want to just pick up and run away yeah it's mental. There's like another um, massive story in Australia. It's in the courts at the moment, and they have like a whole podcast series about it that you can't access right now because it implicates 
for like trial. Oh, yeah, but it's about a wife who went missing and then the husband moved, like because he was a teacher, moved the student who was in a relationship with into the house. But everyone was like, she like the point they kept coming back to was she would not for like over 30 years just never make contact with her two daughters. No. Like no, that's not how it works. Not. Yeah. So he was arrested and charged with her murder uh, like two weeks later, which is pretty good. Yeah. He claimed his innocence, uh, pleading not guilty. He stated that he could not have murdered his wife because he would not have left his uh, three young girls at home, but they uh, found that he had. So, (laughs) yeah, he had basically, like, in her own car, they found blood in the boot of her car. So, like, they've never really found out the story from him, but he's obviously killed her at home, put her in the boot of her car, and then left the three girls sleeping and gone and dumped her body. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they were little, like, early, like, I think you guys call it elementary school age. Yeah, little, little. Mm. I think it's so, like, fucked up that, you know, maybe you're having problems with your marriage or your wife, but, like, to not even think that you're killing your children's mother, too. Like, not even separate that or think about that or think that you're also killing, like, a part of your children's life. Like, their whole life, basically, is just, it's horrendous. It's heartbreaking. And, like, to think that you'd get away with it, which obviously you're never going to. So not only have you taken one parent from your children, but now you've taken both. Exactly. And, like, I don't know, I, I feel like if that was me, like, even though his parents have done nothing wrong, like, as if his kids are going to want anything to do with, like, those grandparents or anything either. Like, yeah. their whole support network has just been ripped from them because of his selfishness. Because he wanted to have an affair, like... Yeah, just get a divorce, I just, man. Exactly. I never, I never understand that. And I don't, I'm not in that position. So I think it's hard maybe to understand. But also not really. I think I would definitely get a divorce before I would murder someone. Yeah. I don't know. That just seems like the logical next step. Yeah. Or like you'd at least have a conversation. Like if you're at a point in your relationship where you wanted somebody else yeah. You'd sit down and have a conversation with your partner beforehand and be like, right. clearly something's wrong here. Something's up. Let's talk about it. And if it's not going to work, let's, you know, do this the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he was denied bail every time he tried to get it. Uh, and then... Um, In July 2014, so two years later, uh, a Supreme Court found the 43-year-old guilty of murdering the mother of his three children um, and disposing her body in the creek, um, which was 13 kilometres away. So um, he had protested uh, protested his innocence um, in the witness box. He was given a life sentence and the potential uh, a a potential non-parole period for 15 years. So he's going to spend at least 15 years in jail. Um, Her family shouted yes as the verdict was read out um, (laughs) while security asked for a short break because he was struggling to breathe. Like, I'm fucking lucky, mate. Oh, yeah. So sad Mm. for you that you can't breathe. (laughs) 
Mm, you know who else can't breathe? You're the wife you fucking murdered. Yeah, your dead wife. Like, fuck. Um, sorry, that's my exasperated snort. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, he remained silent when asked if he had anything to say and shook as victim impact statements were read to the court. Oh, boo like, fucking who? Yeah. Um, so positive to come out um, through the support and dedication of um, Allison's friends and family. A foundation was started in her name. So the Allison Baden Clay Foundation looks to bring a spotlight to the different forms of domestic and family violence through education and support. Um, in July of every year, they have an annual campaign, Strive to be Kind, uh, which takes place to not only raise awareness, um, but to encourage acts of kindness daily. So Aww. if nothing else, you know, that's come out of it for her girls and some form of legacy, I guess, to live on yeah. for her. But, um, yeah, I just, I was thinking, like, when I was like, oh, what topic am I going to choose? And I was like, I really want to do a Brisbane topic. And yeah. that was one, I think, like, 2012 I would have been in my second year of uni um and it was everywhere because I kind of feel like don't happen I think I not remember it but I remember definitely either hearing it maybe on a podcast or somewhere Mm. um I remember this case like vaguely but oh it's so sad yeah yeah and I think like there's definitely more like murders and stuff like that than we're probably aware of but like no offense to America and the UK, but it's so less common here. So when things like this do happen, oh, yeah. like it's all you hear about. Um, because yeah, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's just not something that's common in the news. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. Um, like, but mm. oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, but that's the Baden Clay's, and hopefully he never gets out. And I hope not. I hope for the children's sake, like, I'd be, if I was the grandparents, I'd be looking at, like, changing their last name or something because those poor, oh, yeah. poor girls are never going to stand a chance. Absolutely. Like, change everything about their names. I mean, not their first mm-hmm. names, but still. No. But, so uh, sad. It, just, it is. It's just, like, nobody wins at the end no. of it. Like, no. nobody's gained anything out of that situation. Exactly. It's not like he's going to live. I always think about what their ultimate goal is in a situation like that. Like, what, he's going to marry the girlfriend and they're going to live mm. a happy life together forever? Like, why would you think yeah. that would happen? No. That's it. Like, I oh, I just, yeah, it blows my mind how people think they can get away with it. I don't think anymore that you can really get away with anything. Like, Mm-mm. in today's world, I think there's way too much stacked against you to get away with any kind of crime anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're going you to get caught. Like, yeah. And you can't even breathe without your phone knowing about it, whether, yeah. like, you have shit turned on or not. So there's no way of get like, lying. No. So, I don't know. Our cases have some, like, strange similarities actually in a way yeah they're completely different but like there's certain things that I was like oh wow this is cool they like complement each other nice we thought ahead we did we're so smart (laughs) well thank you for sharing that with us that's That's okay so cool 
Thanks um, for giving me the opportunity. Oh my god, of course. I'm gonna do my case. So I had put up a thing on Instagram because I was like feeling a little uninspired. I couldn't think of something that I wanted to do. Uh, and the first one I got was this case from my friend Melissa. Uh, have you heard of Lacey Spears? No relation to Britney. <laughs> I was like, I, I? I know the name. Um, I don't think so. This is a sad one. I mean, all of them are mm-hmm. sad, but I'll just kind of, I'm going to just jump into it, I guess. Go for it. So little background on Lacey before we get into anything about her or her or her son. Um, Lacey Spears, she was born on October 16th in 1987. And her she grew up, her parents were both chronically ill. Um, her mother suffered with type 1 diabetes and her father suffered from Crohn's disease and celiac disease. Ooh, uh, tough ass. Right? Like... So she had a rough, she had a rough start to life. She also lived in Decatur, Alabama, which like no offense to anyone in Alabama, but that's also a rough start to life too. And she had a brother and a sister and Lacey had a, she had a really hard time with her parents. They, she argued a lot with her dad um, and her mother was often described as very cold and unloving. Lacey, she craved attention from her her parents most especially her mom but she didn't she didn't get it from them and she expressed her like unused affection with dolls okay and so you'd think like oh okay that's like normal but she was like obsessed with dolls mm-hmm. like wouldn't go anywhere without her dolls and i think did you have a phase like that growing up like you had an obsessed like a doll yeah. phase yeah, yeah me definitely. too. Like Bobbies and stuff. Yeah, I brought them everywhere. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, like that I can like I can get behind, but they I read an interview with one of her friends and her friend the quote she said she took it to a more extreme level than I did. Even when she went to Walmart, which is like, I don't know, just a little shitty store. Yeah. Or out and about. She'd take the doll everywhere. It was something that gave her comfort. <sighs> she actually strangled one of her friends for taking her doll away from her. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she strangled one of her dolls. She strangled <laughs> one of her dolls. <laughs> With like her thumb and her forefinger. <laughs> She's like, mm. <laughs> it was a very angry experience for her. <laughs> um, That poor friend. She like, I guess... I don't, I don't know the full story, but I guess, like, her friend, like, <laughs> like, picked up the doll and, like, thrown it or something, like, to be funny. And Lacey just went at her and, like, choked her. And then oh she didn't kill her or anything, of course. Like, they were little <laughs> kids. But she, the friend had, like, bruises on her neck and shit when her mom came to pick her up. And her mom's like, um, you're not allowed to go there anymore. Like, what oh the fuck? Like, to be fair, I'd probably be like that if anybody tried to, like, touch my caffeine at any point in my day. Like, um, at, I would strangle a bitch over Diet Coke. Ew, I am a Diet Coke hoe. Oh, my God, stop it. I love Diet Coke so much. Yes. But, but yeah, but yeah I and, feel the attachment. That's as I'm, like, furiously gripping my cup of coffee. I'm like, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, 
But yeah, so she was like obsessed. And from the age of around like five or six, Lacey always wanted to be a mom. Like she always said she wanted to be a mom. That was just her calling in life. Mm. In middle school, Lacey kind of like eased up on the doll situation. And she instead kind of threw herself into like extracurricular activities. She played softball. She was on the debate team. She was a member of the drama club. She did all kinds of stuff. Wow, well-rounded. She was a well-rounded citizen, but crazy as fuck, too. (laughs) Aren't we all? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So when she was in ninth grade, it was 2002. So ninth grade for you guys, when you're like 14, what would you call that? Yeah, that's like grade nine. Oh, okay, okay. So she she joined the softball team at the Parkview Baptist Church, and she met a woman named Paula Sandlin, who I also found an interview with. And Sandlin drove Lacey to and from practices and games, and Lacey started to call her mom, which made Paula pretty uncomfortable. Okay. And Lacey called a lot of adult women in her life mom her teachers any kind of like any kind of motherly figure she called mom in not a nice like in a in a loving way but in a creepy way yeah like trying to fill that gap from definitely and i think like the thing is that i what i got from this whole story is when she was growing up she wasn't a bad kid she just she didn't have boundaries, I think, and she everything was a little bit extreme and a little creepy for her yeah. behavior. So Lacey was also known amongst her peers as a storyteller. She, like, she's a liar, but they called her a storyteller. Okay. And she showed up to church one day with an ankle brace, and she told her softball team... <laughs> That she fell while she was cheerleading. But then the story evolved into she fell while she was cheerleading because she was so weak because she hadn't been eating because she was anorexic. Okay. Yeah, it like really evolved the whole story. She's like, oh, I haven't eaten in days. And I shouldn't like laugh at this, but like. She's a piece of shit person, but one of the girls on the team was like, Lacey, I just saw you eat a hot dog yesterday. <laughs> and <laughs> like, mate, if you're going to try and say you're not eating, don't eat in front of people. Right. Don't eat <laughs> in front of people and then say that you are suffering and haven't eaten in days. Yeah. Like, if that's what you need to say to get attention, it's not okay. But, like, I get it. I get it. Right. But be smarter. Be smarter about it. Yeah, if you're going to use it as a coping mechanism, you got to you got to do it. Yeah. You got to be smart about it. <laughs> but so she then just she changed her story. She's like, "Oh yeah, I had a hot dog, but like that's the only thing I've eaten in a long time." So it's still the same. Yeah. But nobody believed her, of course. I don't even know if her leg was at, her ankle was sprained or anything. Like I think maybe she just put one on. I have no yeah, idea. Maybe she just found it and was like, this is a cute accessory. I love this. This looks so good. <laughs> That's the thing about all these stories that she, t- a lot of the stories that she told, 
there's no way to know because she we don't know if any of them happened or not. Yeah. So that same summer of her ankle incident, she told her peers and her teammates that she was pregnant. Uh, she was, was 14. She was still 14. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so she told she told everybody like that she knew in her church group that she had gone to Birmingham's Caraway Methodist Medical Center to get an abortion. But one of the girls, I don't know, there's like one bad bitch on this team that's like, nah, like. So one of the girls went, um, my mom works at that hospital and they don't do abortions there. Yes, Queen, call the bitch yes, out. I love it. And Lacey's like, oh, I, girl as well. I hope so. I imagine in my head it is. Oh, no, girl. Sorry, I really want her to Sorry. be all of those. No, it's okay. <laughs> so she's like, oh, actually, I went in Florida, which is like not close. It's states <laughs> away from Alabama. <laughs> oh, honey. Uh, she's struggling, struggling. So it's never confirmed if Lacey was pregnant or not. Nobody knows. Lacey also made several allegations of sexual abuse, which was also from family members, which was also not mm-hmm. confirmed. You know, of course, sexual abuse, you should always believe the person who's talking about it. But I don't yeah. respect someone who lies about that shit. You know, it makes it so yeah. hard for victims. Yeah. So... Lacey, it all kind of went downhill for Lacey when she got, she was employed at her church's nursery. And she loved working there. She loved the babies there. She loved taking care of them. And she got real attached to them. Like, Mm -hmm. so attached that parents started to complain. Okay. And they said that she was too attached and they requested that Lacey did not work with their kids. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. So at age 18, Lacey moved out of her parents' home and she moved into an apartment with her sister. And she worked at a daycare during the day and then she babysat in the evenings. But she often babysat for free. Like, okay. So it's like a hobby. Yeah, for fun, I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I would do that for free, but. I think maybe yeah. if it was like. Like a, a friend. friend's kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like a kid you could yell out if they were being shit. Exactly. Not like just <laughs> a random. But these were all just like people she found. Like, I don't know. She probably put out a flyer or something. My goodness. She met a woman named Christy Burnham. And she really. I. Because. Because she offered free babysitting. She became kind of a great resource for a lot of people who needed help yeah um she christy one of the women that she babysat for she had a son named cameron and she they loved lacy they thought she was great cameron loved lacy everything like that and christy said she trusted her and everything was pretty pretty normal she did think that like Lacey was a little too attached to her son but she's like whatever it's free and she loves him so it's okay yeah Cameron had a lot of ear infections when he was with Lacey which sounds like an isolated incident but it's not but the mom didn't 
uh, Christy, she was like, yeah, whatever. He's just, he he's a little kid. He has ear infections, but he had them a lot. And only when he was with Lacey. Okay. So everything kind of came to a head when one day Christy was at the park and some lady comes, came up to her and she's like, oh my gosh, you have, are you watching Lacey's baby to Christy? And Christy was like, yeah. Um, no, this is my son. Lacey's my babysitter. Like, yeah, what the fuck? I guess. So Lacey went around just telling people this, that Cameron was hers. So she, so she did a lot of weird shit like this for a little yeah. bit. And around 20 years old in 2000 and, and when she was 20 years old in 2008, Lacey decided that she wanted a, a child of her own. She was done babysitting. Yeah. So she was like on a mission to get a baby. She met a man named Chris Hill. He was a neighbor. And Lacey, or no, I'm sorry. She met a man named Blake first. So Blake was a police officer and they went on several dates. However, they did not sleep together. They never slept together ever, according to both of them. Yeah. So then Lacey began seeing a man named Chris Hill, who was a neighbor. And Lacey told Chris straight up, she's like, I only want to have sex with you. And that's it. And she's like, just for a baby. I want to, like, I want a baby and that's it. So she was up front. Yeah, like, good on her. Yeah. She became pregnant. And Chris, the man that she was sleeping with, he was super excited. And he's like, I want to marry you. And... Lacey, she declined and she was like, nope, sorry, the baby's not yours. It's someone else's. That's not very nice. No, not nice. She gave birth on December 3rd, 2008 to a little boy. His name was Garnett or Garnet, however you want to say it. I'll say Garnett. <laughs> yeah, um, Garnett. Yeah, Garnett. <laughs> he was very healthy. It was like a normal pregnancy. The labor was easy. She... He was a super healthy little guy. He's very cute. And Lacey loved being a mom, of course. She posted all photos all over social media. And she got a ton of attention. Because, of course, it's a cute little baby. Like, how could you not? Yeah. But two days after his birth, Lacey rushed Garnett to the hospital. And she posted on, I believe it was like MySpace at the time. Back in the day. Oh, my space. Those were the days. Oh, my God. The good old days. Um, Side note, you know, Facebook is old now. No, what is like, new? It's TikTok and Instagram. So, like, only oh, okay. old people, only old people have Facebook. I believe that 100%. Yeah. I like because I I'm not old. old until that's thrown at me. Yeah, we're old. No, we're not. How it's old not are bad. you? How old are you? I'm going to be... I think I'm a, you're 91, aren't you? Like 91, yeah. baby? Yeah. yeah. I'm 92. So like. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah. So but we're, old old. we're, we're not old. We're not old. <laughs> I have a knee brace on. Okay. I feel old. <laughs> but have I you mean, actually hurt your knee or was it a cheerleading accident? Um, It was a cheerleading <laughs> accident while I was eating a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would do that and I would eat Thank that you. shit up. <laughs> yeah it'd be worth the knee brace for a hot dog <laughs> oh my god absolutely it'd be amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> so yeah, so she posted on on MySpace all the time and she took Arnett to the hospital and she put said that he had a fever and that he had a problem with his ears, like an ear infection. Which I mean, I guess makes sense for a little baby, like But isn't he only like two days old? Yeah, like how do you get an ear infection that fast? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Suspicious. Very suspicious. Mm. So he Garnet was sent home because like the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with him. They're like, he's fine. So what he, you know, whatever, he was living life being a baby. And then around <laughs> his first Christmas, Lacey rushed Garnett to the hospital, claiming that something was wrong with him. And the, she posted this she posted on social media like a ton about this. Yes. Which is a little weird. But she posted a picture of Garnett with his IV, like a lot of pictures of him with his IV. Okay. So there was like a ton of sympathy. People were like, oh, no, I hope he's okay. Blah, blah, blah. So in interviews, she said that like his he had a lot of ear infections. And the biggest problem was with him was that she couldn't get him to eat when he would eat. He would just like projectile vomit. So he couldn't. I know. A little guy. So he just lost a bunch of weight, uh, unfortunately. He he was diagnosed with failure to thrive, but they couldn't figure out why he couldn't hold food down. So at nine weeks old, he had stomach surgery to prevent him from throwing up. Yeah. Which, like, I feel is a really extreme surgery to have. So, like, he can't vomit at all yeah I've had that have you really yeah I had that done when I was six years old same thing so I used to yeah I used to have um severe acid reflux and as a baby I all the time yeah so I haven't well thrown up since I was six years old like I vomit and nothing comes out it's horrendous I wouldn't wish it on anybody but I mean but you had symptoms like you there were things and of course like you had symptoms and that makes sense for a doctor to do that but yeah nine weeks old like I can't even imagine that like because his muscles wouldn't have even been fully developed yet no so wait I'm sorry I gotta ask you about this yeah so you have been thrown up thrown up since you were six yeah once when I was hungover I threw up and pineapple juice came out but it was just plain like it was just straight pineapple juice and that's it in like 24 years so if you have a stomach ache, you can't. Yes, like I, I dry rage, but like yeah, nothing comes out. <sighs> so it's yeah, pretty intense. Um, oh my god! I normally just it, I like it's not bad, but I normally like pull muscles in my chest <gasps> from it because like the, my body is like counteracting with itself, I guess. But it you know it makes for a fun story. I guess. <laughs> Yo, I never would have guessed that you'd be like actually yeah I have that. Yeah, it's super rare. Well, not super rare, but they don't do it as often anymore. Like, it's like a last resort operation these days. I like, I also like how you're like, yeah, it's not that bad, but like, I pull muscles in my chest. It's fine. Yeah. I, uh, we won't get into it because it'd be like a whole podcast in itself, but I have like a lot of health issues. They've just like got to prioritize. Like, it's a pun, it's a fun party trick. You know, watching me vomit. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Nothing's coming out. Nothing's coming out. It's a disappearing act. 
I don't have like a demon because I don't think I'd be able to be exercised. No, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm such a cranky bitch all the time. (laughs) You've got the shits. Yeah, I've got the shits. You got the shits. (laughs) That's going to be my newest best thing to say. Yeah, next time Cliff's like stomping around, you can just be like, oh, what have you got the shits with today? Yeah, we got the shits today. <laughs> I'm saying to everyone, they'll be like, what the fuck? Like, mm, my Australian friend taught me. <laughs> okay, sorry. So the nine year old no, can't throw up. I get real distracted, so I get off track yeah. fast. Amazing. So yeah, he can't, he can't throw up. And. She, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I just think that unless you see a baby actively throwing up and not being able to hold anything down, I think that's like a a very extreme thing to do. Yeah, like you think they'd at least like observe him and like feed him yeah. and see what happens. The mom's just like, eh, yeah, he won't eat. He just throws up. But like friends and. Oh, I'm sorry. So Lacey was like always at her pediatrician's office. She there's always something wrong with Garnett. And at nine months old, he was given a feeding tube completely based on the fact that Lacey claimed that Garnett refused to eat. But friends and family members, they claimed that Garnett, they've seen Garnett eat several times and eaten like multiple servings of food if he was not around his mother. And they said that he had, they had seen Lacey actually smack food out of Garnett's hand anytime he attempted to eat. That's so so things are weird. Now, doctors never found anything wrong with, with Garnett. They did a bunch of tests and they claimed he was like a medical mystery. So when he was around two years old, Lacey and Garnett moved to Florida and Lacey began a mommy blog called Garnett's Journey, which is unfortunately still <laughs> online. You can still find it, find it. In the blog, Lacey talks about Garnett's, well, all of his, you know, health issues. Mm-hmm. And also his father, Blake, who had passed away. And her post. The cop. The cop. Mm-hmm. And the post talks about how, you know, it's been one year since his, since Blake passed away. They've lived without him. It's awful. Blah, 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 blah. So. There was a doctor, a Dr. Ivan Durenkov. He was a pediatric gastroenter- gastroenterologist. And he saw Garnett for five visits over a period of several months in 2013. And he treated him for stomach ailments and to check on his G-tube. And the doctor was like, I don't think he needs this. I think he can probably eat. Lacey refused. She's like, no, he needs it. He needs to have it. So they talk, they kind of, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing like highly, but here, but she, the doctor basically told her like, if he doesn't need the two, why would you have him do it? He wants to eat food. Yeah. Let him eat. Yeah. And so the doctor said that he saw a lot of red flags in this situation Um, He eventually had moved to another state, but he had suspicions that she was suffering with Munchausen by proxy that Lacey was suffering. Yeah, I was going to say that because it sounds so similar to that um, Gypsy Rose. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys 
don't know. Oh, well, so the doctor was suspicious of this, but he never told anything to authorities. He just moved. Mm-hmm. So if you guys don't know, Munchausen syndrome by proxy is a condition which a caregiver creates the appearance of health problems in another person, typically their child, which may include injuring the child or altering test samples, and it may result in permanent injury or death of the victim. So when Garnett was four, they relocated to New York. They relocated a lot, I think, because they were doctor shopping. Yeah. For most of this time, they moved to a commune called the Fellowship Community, which I thought at first was a cult. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but it was not. It's just like a commune. They, like, lived off the land and stuff. Okay. And Garrett, he or Garnett really loved it. He got, he loved everybody there. Everyone loved him. He had a good time. But he was admitted to New York's Nyack, I'm definitely not saying that right, Nyack Hospital <laughs> uh, with season seizure-like symptoms and there was a video EEG there's an EEG machine with a video on it I guess they all need to have cameras on them did you know that no is that where you go in like the tunnel no that's like the um the you know the little like things that you stick on oh yeah so they what would the camera do I guess the camera's just set up to observe. I didn't. I don't know. It's just like okay. a camera from where the machine is, not like directly on oh, the person, but like okay. it watches yeah. them. Yeah. So and which the camera filmed and that it filmed with Lacey's consent. And so he had a he had a little cap on his head. He was wired to a machine and that also monitored his brain activity. And Lacey stayed by his side. She cared for him and she took him to the bathroom and everything was very normal. And the doctor said his condition improved improved greatly Friday and Friday night and Saturday night of that time. He was fine. Hold on. I realized I didn't put a year in this or date. I'm just like, yeah, one day. (laughs) Uh, So this was in 2014 in January. Um, He was five. Yeah, he was doing fine. By On Saturday night, he was fine. But almost yeah. two days after he was admitted, he started to take a turn for the worse. He had stomach issues and pain. And doctors could tell that Garnett wanted to throw up, but he could not because of his surgery. Uh, yeah. Oh, poor little guy. So they had tested his sodium level, which was 138 when he was admitted, which is normal. Yeah. Um, and when he started to get really sick two days after he was admitted, they took his sodium again. Now it was 182, which is, I believe, 160 is extremely dangerous. So 182 is, like, yeah. lethal. And sodium's like salt, isn't it? Yeah. So he'd be, like, dehydrated. Right. That's crazy. So they, he was air flight, airlifted to Westchester's Maria Ferrari, Fer, Ferrari Children's Hospital. And doctors worked to treat him through IVs. They were able to bring his sodium level down. And so he was stable. But within 20, it, it lasted about 24 hours. Okay. So yeah, so his, the damage was done, unfortunately, that high of sodium. 
Um, but he was stable-ish. Unfortunately, though, two days after being admitted to the children's hospital, his well, his brain began to swell and he was pronounced brain dead and on life support. Mm, I know. Oh, God, he's so cute, too. Well, he's such a sweet little boy. And so, like, the doctors told the mom this, told Lacey this, and she was not at all what they expected. Like, to hear that your son is brain dead, do you think you'd have more of a reaction? She went into the room and took hundreds of pictures of him to post on social media. Yeah, that's not okay. No. So doctors were could not figure out how in the world his sodium level had gotten so high. There was no way that it could naturally be that high unless someone had given him an extreme amount of salt. And the doctors immediately suspected Lacey. So police searched Lacey's apartment on the commune uh, where they found two containers of salt And they found a container of cloudy liquid that was hooked up to his uh, Garnett's tube, his feeding tube machine. I don't know the correct term for it. So they tested the liquid and inside of it was a super high sodium mixture that Lacey had concocted herself. So they had interviewed, I think, either like a teacher or something like that of Garnett's. And the teacher was like, well, why don't you check the camera? In the hospital room, and they're like, what do you mean check the camera? And she's like, well, if he's hooked up to an EEG, there was probably a camera. Because the police didn't know this, of course. So the police checked the camera. And unfortunately, that's where, you know, everything went south. Well, besides, you know, him, him passing away. But the hospital footage, which... Let me just tell you, I looked it up and I watched it, and that was a huge fucking mistake. Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's awful. Absolutely awful. Mm. The It starts, and Lacey's on the bed, and Garnett's, he's sitting on the bed. He's just, like, playing, like, doing regular things. He looks fine. Yeah. And Lacey's on her phone. She's, like, playing with her phone. So then... All of a sudden, he must say, like, I have to go to the bathroom or something like that. So she picks him up and they go to the bathroom and the bathroom's off off of the camera. So you can't see them. So he comes back. They both come back and he's fine. And they sit down on the bed. And like two minutes later, he's like doubled over. And you can see he's trying so hard to throw up. He's in a ton of pain. And then all of a sudden he just goes like comatose and the hospital people come in they try to revive him of course um but he unfortunately was dead um so garnett he died on january 16th 2014 he was pronounced dead and police you know, looked, they were looking into, after they found the video, they started looking into everything about Lacey. And they looked into her Google history. And in her Google history, from the time that when she was laying on the bed with Garnett, before she was going to kill him, she looked things up like high sodium, how much sodium to kill a child, 
how like sodium poisoning, salt poisoning, stuff like that. So obviously, uh, Lacey was arrested. And in February of 2015, the prosecution and defense put on their case in Lacey Spears' trial for the murder of her five-year-old son, Garnett. And the video from the hospital, uh, which was intended to record. Oh, that's why. Duh, I did put this in here. So the, the, the cameras for seizures. So okay. to catch a seizure. That became the biggest piece of evidence, unfortunately. And Lacey was convicted of second degree murder and first degree manslaughter. Okay. In, in April of 2015, she was sentenced and... The judge, I thought the quote was kind of interesting. He said, one does not have to be a psychologist to realize you suffer from a mental illness known as Munchausen by proxy. And he told her that straight up. He delivered a sentence and she's in jail for 20 years to life. Lacey was interviewed by a station 48 hours and she 100% is on the tip that the hospital poisoned him. Oh, fuck off. All right. So she will be eligible eligible for parole in 2034, and she'll be 46 years old. But to this day, she still stands by that it was the hospital and not her. Oh, my God. Did they do, like, a psych evaluation on her? So she, they did, yes, and she suffers from Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. Her psych, her psych, um, her evaluation for prosecution said, of course, that she did not suffer from that. Mm. Um, and they, you know, they really do think that they, they're really still going with the fact that they think the hospital did it. I don't really know much about why or how they think the hospital did it, but there was a, there's way more information on that case, but it's my, I tried to condense that as much as possible. That's Um, crazy. Isn't that the worst? But like, so stupid, like, I mean, A, as if the hospital would do it, but B, like, they then did everything they could to save your child. Mm -hmm. Like, what a waste of resources if they were trying to kill him. Like, exactly, making yourself out to be so stupid. Exactly. And you Googled it. In the bed with him. Because they could see him on, they could see her on the camera Googling things, which is why, like, well, on her phone, which is why they're like, "Mm, maybe Mm. we should look at her phone. So... Some people just should not be parents. Absolutely not. And he and really loved her. It's the worst. Yeah. Like all the pictures with him and her together, like you could tell he just like adored her. Yeah. But like it sounds like there was a couple of opportunities as well where like people could have intervened. And like it just sucks that like nobody ever wants to step on anyone's toes. That's that's what I was thinking and I feel like is like so important in this case is there were a lot of doctors who came forward and said they were suspicious of her. And there were fan- like family members who were suspicious and just nobody said anything. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wanted to step in. Like clearly something's up. Yeah. And it all could have just been avoided. It could have. And I think, I think doctor shopping is a really scary thing. I don't. Yeah. And, like, a really obvious sign 
that something's up. And I, I guess I understand in a way that, you know, you want attention and that's why you would do something like this. But I don't I don't know. Why would you want that kind of attention? Yeah. I'm like, it's one thing when she was like younger, like telling stories to get attention for herself. Like that's like, silly kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But to yeah, like birth a child and then for their entire life, just make them ill to get attention for yourself. Like that's mm-hmm. just disgusting. It's horrific. It's mm-hmm. absolutely horrific. And I think it's something that people don't talk about enough. Like yeah. doctors and I don't I don't know much how medical training is, but I think it's like an important thing to to talk about. Yeah, it could save someone's life. Like he he didn't have to die. He was perfectly healthy. Mm, poor little baby. I know he's such a cutie. Mm. But yeah, so that's my super depressing topic. Thank you for sharing. Oh, my God. You're welcome. It was that was actually really interesting. I didn't know where it was going at first, and I just, it's not, and in a way, I feel sad for her, like, Mm. she had a hard life, and, but you know what, a lot of people have hard lives, that's, that's kind of what I always think. Yeah, it's so hard, it's like, that can't be an excuse, it can be a contributing factor, definitely, but it's not an excuse. This was fun. I oh, mean, my God. People, people getting murdered and being crazy isn't fun, but it was But, like, fun. it's still fun. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess that's our topics. Yes. Uh, how long now till Anna's back? Anna comes back on July 11th, so a little more than a month. Oh, my goodness. I know. She's got her little... Have you seen pictures of her baby recently? Oh, he is divine. He's so cute. And he's getting so big. Have you met him, like, in real life? I have. He's very cute. And he has single-handedly cured Andy's fear of strollers. (laughs) So I'm like, thank you. Thank you, little baby. Wouldn't Andy be the same size as a stroller? Yes, but he's horrib- <laughs> he used to be horrified of them. <laughs> Why we have oh. no idea, but he used to be. But now he's like, oh, okay, cool. There's like, a cute baby in there. He's like, oh, I could be, I could be okay with seeing that. That's cute. Oh, it's so cute, little babies. But yes, I'm. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you so much for like coordinating with me. I know that times oh, and stuff you. are hard, but. I'm really, really glad that we could do this. Me too. This was so much fun. I love this. Well, Yay. I mean, I'd love to have you back. If Anytime. You'd love to come back. Okay, good. Anytime. You just let me know. Okay, There's, good. Uh, plenty of things. Maybe I'll bring you a ghost story or something next time. That's, I know you that's what I think will be great. I do love them, but I'm too scared to do them <laughs> myself, so I love ghost stories. <laughs> I'm a little bitch. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Sorry. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you. thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And I'm you gotta go to bed, I think. Yes, and you've gotta go live your day. I am not gonna do a whole lot. It's nice out though, so maybe good, I'll go to the pool. Good. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Get a natural tan for the wedding. Oh, I'll get a natural sunburn. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put cream on and you'll be fine. 
True, true. But, so. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what do we know? What do we know?